Barbara Card Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy JC, Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown JC. Spreading love the JC way. That's Johnson City for those who don't know. Is the only way. Is the Crown Cuts way. That's how we do it. Once and for all. We got a big show today. I'm introducing my guest. No, let me, my co-host. What's up, co-host? How you feeling today? I feel great, man. I feel like, I feel awesome. Tell the people your name. I'm Ami Fields. Ami, your barber. Uh, great day to be alive here in Johnson City. You know, a lot of stuff going on in the world. And where you from, Ami? Johnson City is? It's in Marion, Virginia. Yeah, so we, Marion, Virginia, Johnson City, we making it happen. And our special guest. Hi, it's Amber Bailey, a.k.a. Amber B. Professional on Instagram. I'm a local here. I've been here my whole life. I'm from Jonesboro, but I work in Johnson City. And I'm mm. currently a student at Craig's Crown Cuts Academy in Johnson City. But I'm a cosmetologist of four years now. Licensed Cosmo. Man. So you're getting your barber now, right? Yep. Yes. Just about. Shout out to our guy. You want to shout him out, am I? You want to shout him out? Shout out to our guy. Dave he listened Green. to our podcast. and he Canton, Georgia. Hey, shout out, Dave. Appreciate your feedback, and we appreciate all our feedbacks. We get feedbacks, we get about a couple of those a week after an episode, and we appreciate our fans, our people out there. We have like 80 countries across the world. We all over the United States, so we appreciate you guys' feedback. You keep us going. You make us real part of what we do because we do this for you. We want you guys to earn the crown and whatever you choose to do. And, again, appreciate you, D. Appreciate you, Mr. Dave Green. And yeah, we are going to be at that expo in um, Nashville. So look out for us. The expo? Yeah. May 1st. Oh. Tennessee. The, yeah, the, Major League Barber yeah, Expo. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know it was an expo. I, didn't yeah. know. I, was, <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Wake up. Wake up, co host. Wake, wake up, man. Just, we got we to go to Charleston first, and then we. <laughs> no, no. We're we going to Charleston tomorrow to train. And then we'll be in um, Columbia, Tennessee in April 18th. Columbia, Tennessee? Yes. We're going back to Tennessee? Yeah. We, back, back yeah, to we, Tennessee? Yeah, back to Tennessee. We got to do more training. You know what I mean, we're we traveling. We, which, you're a traveling educator. You're a motivational speaker. I'm not. You, yes, you are. You're motivational? An, yeah, you're an instructor. And you're a barber. You got several titles. You don't realize. I don't, I'm just I'm just am I, man. I, I know. <laughs> I know, but you got several titles. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. I mean, I, it just, is. Things I mean, just keep opening up. You just keep adding to the resume. Yes, sir. Uh, so today we're going to talk about what barbers do to sabotage themselves, what not to do as a barber, how you how you affect your income, your reputation, your network, your network, your clients. How how how, how do you how do you push people away? Because there's several things barbers do, and they start out doing it in school, oh. and and they maintain that throughout. Just a bad habit. <clears throat> bad habits. And then they wonder why they can't get, why their money's being affected, why they can't grow, why they're in the same spot. And so many factors go into it, how you affect your own, and sabotage yourself. And I think barbers need to start off on the right foot right away. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ms. Amber? Like. From where I've been in a salon for so many years, going back to school and seeing people struggling so much at the start, like, I catch them and they're either overthinking it or they think they've got it and then they mess up and then they freak out because they don't know how to handle it and they don't know how to correct what they've just made up. And they're like, they got someone, oh, how am I going to fix this? I can't fix this. I've ruined it. You, you, you brought up a great point that I just thought of while you were saying that. That's why continuing education mm-hmm. is a must. And continuing education is good for you. Because here you are, you're a stylist for four years, and you decided to come back to school to get your barber license to be on the other side. And you like, instantly you, you pinpoint something where students are overreacting for some things that they're thinking that they have to conquer the whole world of this industry right. in this short time. Is that, am I right? Does, yeah. th- does that sound? Yeah, and a lot of them, they get cocky and then they mess, they make one little mistake and their self-esteem and their confidence just plummet. plummets instantly. And pride gets in your way too. Sometimes mm. you you need help and you don't know or you don't want to ask, and you 
or you just you know you feel like you just you don't want to have anybody's help to learn you can learn on your own and that puts you behind and and, and the good thing is like what we kind of rehashing is you don't know what you don't know so this podcast is it's in so many ways it helps the student prepare for what they don't know yeah there was it's just it's funny i get to sit back and watch uh students now have the same kind of like decision making that i had or like like even little things like start if they want a two on the sides you start two open you know right. you don't start with two because you're scared to take off too much hair it's it's fun to kind of revisit all that and see where where i could improve or done better and where they can all improve and do better right so one of the key things is this ep- this podcast is Barber College Success, and it's for barbers, cosmetologists, nail techs, esthetician, anybody in the field could follow the blueprint of what we push out, because it will help them navigate through school. I I even think just any entrepreneur or right. tradesman could take something from away from this podcast. So you're saying it could be broad because we do drop some gems where we do have some quotes, we do have some um some sayings that people pick up. Like your network increases your net worth. Yeah, I think just people with a with a conscious mind can take something away from this podcast, whether you be in the industry or not. That's big. That's big. So today, so when that title, we t- the title is so broad. How, things not to do, how to sabotage yourself, how to prevent yourself from growth. So when when you hear those things, in mind, what comes to your mind? This we we, we pushing it for for students coming in. Um, one, one thing that I think about the students, uh, coming in to sabotage themselves is number one, not being there. Right. Like same thing when you're in a shop, if you're not going to be at the shop, even if you have appointments or no appointments or if the shop is dead, you need to be there because that next client could come in, especially for a new student. Cause I think everybody has that, that time where everything's just like, it cl- it just starts clicking. It just starts making sense, and I think everybody hits that stride at some point. But the way, the more days you miss, the longer you put yourself away from that 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 figure it out spot. Because one thing that's that a lot of students don't realize when they get out of school is once they go into the shop, you're gonna have some 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 sparse, some dead time. Mm-hmm. You're not just gonna be coming and rolling the door, and everybody's gonna jump into your chair. Like nobody wants to be in a shop when. They got two hours of just dead space, but you never know what could walk in or who could walk in in that time. Right. And those times are critical because when I was in um, IBS two weeks ago in New York doing that training, doing that training, um, doing a haircut demonstration and training, the guy Danny was right next to me. And Danny said a lot of his barbers, they go for two hour lunches. They go for hour lunches. When it's dead, they just go. And what happens, you don't realize you're losing clients because Danny's like, I'll cut your client if you're not there. Uh-huh. They don't know if you, when you're coming back. And then most people, they see their phones. If they recognize the number, they're not even answering it. And I think I heard him say one day in one of the trainings where he said, uh, your clients want to pay me more money to cut their hair because you're not available to them. See, so one of the key things is being available. Yeah. Being available. Being available for school because a lot of students, they're just not available. They might and they might miss some class like a subject that they're going to need, especially classwork where you you have to learn the book and it, it's things that it sometimes it's easier to retain if a certain person teaches it to you. You're missing out on that because you're not you're not showing up. Being available meaning being being there for someone who's come to do a demonstration, mm-hmm. uh, a celebrity stylist, or even just an old student might come in and do a haircut, and they have this great technique they want to share with you, and you feel like you don't need to be there. You're not showing up. And then you're wondering why the, the student next to you is able to perform a certain haircut that you've been struggling with at the same time because he was there to see it demonstrate, to see it in person and learn it. Man. And a lot of people would rather prioritize sleeping in or going out with their friends and just partying it up, which is fine. But you have to prioritize school until you're at that point where you can have that free time to go and party it up. I mean, exactly. I mean, for sure. Because there's so many building blocks to get where you need to be so many building blocks there's a law of the universe like you said like you can't skip steps you can't you can't and, and for one um I, I i just started recollecting and started thinking about this it took me and i love the journey the process of how we traveling right now and being educators and going across the country teaching mental health doing haircut demonstrations whatever we may do 
it took a it, it didn't just happen overnight. That process took some time. Still happening. And it's still happening. It's still evolving. Mm-hmm. So as a student of the game, or even like a, a seasoned veteran out there, you always have to go back sometimes to the basic to re, to rethink about how to stay on top of your game. Just always building up and tearing down, building up and tearing down, building up and tearing right. down until you, till you get to where you got a solid foundation. So, so, so we talk about the first thing we talked about is availability, being there, being available to do your service. What what other things comes to mind that students or barbers, cosmetologists, industry goers do to sabotage themselves? <clears throat> being impersonal, um, not taking the time to know your client's name. Or maybe you're cutting with headphones on and you're not really listening to what they have to say. You might give a great haircut and you might be available, but if they feel like you don't value them as a, as a human being and, right. and value you giving them their money, then they're not going to want to come back to you. For sure. And like going off of what I just said, like I see a lot of people like while they're in school, like they see someone come in, they don't look that great. They're kind of smelly. They're like, no, I don't want to cut their hair. Like they're already thinking I'm too good to cut your hair Mm -hmm. and you can't start out like that. And you should never be like that as a barber. No, you shouldn't. It's funny. And those same people that talk like that, you remember when they were scared to cut anybody's Mm -hmm. hair. You're like, you didn't even want to cut anybody's hair now. Now you're too good to cut so-and-so's hair. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. And it's it's usually not that much time apart. It's like three months, man. They're like, I'm too good. Three months or two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That quick. Or even to the point like, not looking available when clients come into the school. Hide and run into the bathroom. Hide and run to the bathroom or being or greeting people. Or, I mean, I think this, and you see like licensed stylists and barbers do the same thing right now. So it had to have been something, a trait that they've had for a long time and not, no one has checked them and said, hey man, and it's hard to talk to a licensed stylist or barber and say, hey, come on, change your ways because it might take it personal. They'll definitely take it personal. Right. Unless they're able to humble themselves, a lot of people don't want to hear criticism like that. That's one thing holding this industry back, too. It's just being being humble, like being willing to discuss (coughs) and grow together. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to figure it out, and nobody wants to let anybody else get to their little pot. They feel like they're giving the game away for free, and they don't want to do that. So so one quote that comes to mind, we've, we've said it a million times, make your first day into the shop, into the school, like your last day. And make your last day like the first day you come into the school like or come into the shop. Like you're an intern. Like, like you're an intern. <laughs> yeah, make that first day, that first, that first moment you introduce yourself. Have plenty of respect for the industry and your craft. And the last day, have that same feeling and make your last day your first day. And that should carry you on out through your career. And it's not something that you should just maintain during school. But as you get in the shop, in the industry, have that, have that, have that momentum with you. Have that mindset. Because if you have that mindset, you can have a good career. And you're always going to be humble <coughs> and ready to learn. And people are going to be willing to, to teach you or, right. or, or, or at least give you attention, respect your, atten- like your time. Starting... When chores t- time come around, that's important because most students think they don't have to do chores or clean a shop where they go to. That's terrible, too, man. You got one job. You got to take the trash out. like Sweep the floor. Yeah, I mean, do it's, the a, mop, it's annoying. Man. Clean that's, the stations. Exactly. Clean the shampoo bowl. Those things prepare you for great habits that you're going to have. And those same people that want vacuum the rugs in the front of the school are the same people that want to have barbershops. Yeah. They want to own whole buildings and, and, and have people under them. So practice those principles early. Mm-hmm. So I see too many people that won't even go and sweep up half of the hair they just cut off the floor, and then they're just talking about how they're going to have their own shop and this and that. And I'm like, well, you're going to get shut down because it's going to be a blanket of hair in the floor, apparently. But, but not only that, you it affects your reputation. Mm-hmm. When clients come in, clients don't want to see all that, that jibby-jabble. And I, and I started as an apprentice, man, and I, I made a point that when I wasn't doing anything, I was either – I was cleaning – or trying to catch a client coming in offside because the room was full and nobody wanted to cut their hair. I was either doing laundry, I was cleaning, <coughs> cleaning the bathroom, you know, and it, just because I want, I want it to be valued. I, want, I don't want my time to be wasted. Mm-hmm. And important things you just said, getting clients. Go out there and meeting people. As a student, everywhere you go, you should try to build a relationship and try to get a client every day. In the grocery store. 
and uh, <coughs> wherever you, I mean, wherever you go, I see people all the time. Be like, yo, who cut your hair? You cut your own hair? Your mom cuts your hair? You go to sports clips? Let me get, let me get you. You know what I'm saying? So like, because you you're your business, so you have to build clientele for your business, and don't think, don't have that thought process. Oh. I'm not going to build some clients because I'm in school right now. Mm-hmm. When are you going to build them? Yeah, like there's no shame in approaching someone being like, hey, who does your hair? You don't have a stylist right now? Yeah, I'd love to do your hair. The worst thing somebody could say to you is, oh, no, thank you. Right. Like nobody's going to beat you. Nobody's going to call the police on you. Like, But the mindset I've heard sometimes, oh, I'm making money for the school. You have to get that mindset all, out, out, of, out of your mind. Mm-hmm. That, that that's a selfish mindset, and this is the easiest time to get people in your chair because you're giving out five, eight, ten dollar haircuts. The easiest time, you know what I'm saying? And they, it's 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 easy. It's a lot easier going to somebody. Hey, let me cut your hair. Uh, oh, I don't know who you are. You're a stranger. What do you charge? Five bucks? Oh, for five dollars? Yeah, you can cut my hair. Whatever, eight dollars. So stop building your clientele early. Those things are important. We talked about being available. We talked about cleanliness, sanitation. Sanitize just things. Like, if you don't practice sanitizing your work area, you're gonna have a bad habit when you get into the shop. We went to a shop in Nashville, man. I ain't gonna say the name of it, but that is the nastiest shop I ever been into. And I know for a fact I wouldn't let nobody that worked there cut my hair, just because every station I couldn't even. It was hard to even see a clean station because you was just so caught caught up by how dirty all the other stations were and it was on a day off yeah i mean they wasn't even nobody there like it should be clean there's one bar in there yeah the whole the bathroom was nasty like i don't even want it there was no way i'll let somebody cut my hair in there um clean your area clean your work area so what other stuff that barbers do to affect their uh substance abuse on on time substance abuse smoking cigarettes smoking weed people don't want to be around that no, nobody likes the smell of like, oh, I just smoked my cigarette two seconds ago. Let me get right in your face and give you a shave. Because that almost, like, you know um, how, how like guns have that, that, that residue is on your wrist or whatever? Mm-hmm. What are they called? I don't know. Gunpowder. Gunpowder, whatever it's called. I mean, I think cigarettes and weed, that residue is mm-hmm. on your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, no matter what you Resident. do, it's, it's, it's staying there. You know, like people's front of their hair, like it won't lift properly because of the nicotine in their hair and their system that's been going up in their hair and it's the same as on their nails. So you have a weed habit. You want to smoke on your break and come back to work. Who who, who wants that? that? That's like, <coughs> imagine if uh, imagine if you're on an airplane and the pilot's like, all right, I'm going to take, I'm about to go smoke this weed real quick, take a break. I'm going to come back and drive this plane. And why would somebody want you putting a razor to their neck or face while you're high? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of confidence does that bring as a professional? Like, I would. I, there's no way. How do you trust somebody to do that for you? I mean, I, barbers still do it, and I don't. I, and I don't see why they don't see that's wrong. And then the shop smells like weed. You're bringing kids in there, you know, exposing them to. Every, in, I'm not knocking nobody's whatever they do, but in your work field, in your workforce, is a time and a place. Exactly. I mean, <coughs> after work, you know, you're hanging out, you you doing your thing after work. That's fine. Everybody's got it. You know, some people pass a bottle, some people pass a blunt. But while you're working, you need to be a professional. At all times. I think a lot of people will go ahead and <coughs> smoke it and do whatever just because they think, oh, it's, I can handle it. It's not going to affect my ability. But I've seen people so out of it, they can't even stand up. And they get up and they stumble over. And, yeah, come on over. I'm ready to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. Don't go out that having beverages, spirits, mm-hmm. <laughs> during work. Smell like beer mm-hmm. at work. And and these are practices that you have to start practicing while you're in school. You can't think because well, I've made it and I'm in the industry now, I can do these things. Because all these things can affect your income, affect your reputation, and it will kill your business. It will, and it, I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna be longer lasting than that. I mean, you, even if you do quit cutting hair, you know, your reputation beyond that point. Might even carry on to another job. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to every day be focused on your growth as a human being and, and, and your growth as a, a professional. That's important you said that growth as a human being. Being able to give a proper consultation. Being able to talk to people. If you're just, and you brought up a great point. As a student or as a licensed barber, you could you could have the, op- the option for the quiet cuts. Mm-hmm. 
You can do the quiet cuts for sure. Yeah. And then also, I mean, if you're not if you're not listening to your client, you're not going to give them. Sometimes you just give them a haircut. I've seen barbers just give them a haircut they want to give them. They do. They just want to give them a haircut. They don't listen to what the person says. Chop, chop, give me money, get out. Right. And you don't retain people that way. You can't. Because you know, they're not listening to them. You're not solving their problems. You're not helping them figure out that what's going on with their hair. And I think that's a big thing of retaining clients is just being able to solve a problem that they have. Mm. Gambling in, in, in your establishment. Definitely a big no. Well, what um, is what's the gambling like? How would you? I mean, anything gambling. I mean, anything gambling that your clients can come in and see mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't think anybody <coughs> wants to walk into the shop and see people like throwing money around and like, like it can be even just like betting on sports on TV, like just between you and your buddy. And like, if your client comes and sees you like passing him money and stuff, they're gonna be like, it just looks kind of sketchy. Yeah, I am guilty of that though. Like I've I've I've, I've taken sports bets. While we're cutting your hair, watching the game, and you know, I lost whatever. Bet a haircut. I bet you this haircut on. You know, what I'm I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that's harmless. That's between your client, but I, I don't think that's that's a place for that in the in the in the yeah. work, in the place I mean, of I'm business. Just, I agree. I'm just giving full disclosure. Like <coughs> right. I have done that. Right. Like I can see, you know, especially your buddy. You're there. You're like, hey man, twenty dollars. They win the game right now. You know, it's, it's happening. So I mean, a conversation like that, but you out there broadly just having just money everywhere. That's a. That is bad. That that's a that's a that's a no no. Do you throw dice? Amber? No. You don't throw <coughs> dice in the shop. No, but where I where <laughs> I was for years before, like they didn't really gamble. It's just they loved getting scratch off tickets. Like every like, whenever they'd have a free period of fifteen, it's like oh let's go get some scratchers. Everyone come. I'm like no. <laughs> it just, I mean I didn't, I love them to death, but like still like every fifty every couple hours it's like. I want to go get some lottery tickets. Anybody ever get any big money, though? Uh, no. No 10 grand <laughs> no. wins? I mean, but the no, po- maybe like $50. But. but the point of having that out and scratching out in front of your clients, mm-hmm. it just... It, it doesn't look you, good. You diminish your professionalism. Talking bad about other barbers <coughs> or barbershops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always try to be respectful of everybody, even if, like, they've done something to me. It's like, oh, well, they're, they're still cool. I, they, I respect their skills. They're a great person. I mean, there's something called barber ethics where mm-hmm. a barber don't talk about another barber. Yeah. Or put down another shop. Nine out of ten, that, you're going to have a client that goes from your shop to their shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that, something called barber ethics. In our industry, they ha- they, you, we have to maintain some ethics. Got, that's part of unwritten rules, right? Everybody yeah. Has. It's like the baseball unwritten rules. You don't you don't try to steal. You don't bunt on a no-hitter? Yeah. Yeah. You don't try to steal second base on a no-hitter. Yeah, what you doing, man? Fall back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, one of the unwritten rules. I'd probably do that, do though. It. What's that? I'd bun on a no-hitter. Nah. <laughs> you're going to get beat up. The whole team coming at you. You're going to be man, fighting everybody. Yeah, I'd bunt. You hope you don't get on base. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm just playing, just tripping, just just kind of having fun. But there are some things that and, – and everything that we are talking about, just to kind of put some integrity on the industry – to, to make it long-lasting for people to respect our industry because we have a great industry that pays well. Um, we, have a, we have a great industry that affords us to do certain things that you can't even imagine. Yeah, it's and that's all I care about. Like That's one of my main – if I had a mental mission statement, is to bring the professionalism back to this industry. Like I want the way – we speak about doctors. I want doctors to speak about doctors. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Of course. And and that even goes back to the previous episode on dress, on drip. You know what I mean? It, it's a way to 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 look. You, you have to be the. You have to look the part. Exactly. Yeah, because that's where people's first impression is coming from: is how you look. The yes. second impression they have of you is how you act. Of course. And say that again, Amber. The first impression people have of you is how you look. The second one is how you act. Wonderful. I mean, hit, hit them with that quote. The first impression of you is how you look. The next impression of you is how you act. And that goes a long way. How you present yourself. Pre- yeah, mm-hmm. of course. That goes a long way. So for the for all our listeners out there, um, we, we're just trying to get you, and again, add some professionalism in this industry. We're just trying to get you to think of these things early on so you won't make mistakes so you'll have some longevity in this industry and get the most out of it get the most out of it where your where your income is there's no cap on your income and we can all share together we can grow together yeah. we can learn together and we can all 
have this thing that we nurture and let it grow so that we can pass it to the next generation. Because ultimately our clients, they take care of us. And if they're coming in and we're not representing ourselves well, we're not representing our establishment well, we can't represent them well. Not at all. Because if, if it's not a clean shop and people are like, oh, yeah, I'll go there and get my hair cut, they're going to be like, oh, well, I've seen that they're not really clean in there. And, like, I, and I think that's one thing that's all those things that we share, that's some of those things that stop, that prohibits some businesses from profiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps you stagnant, and you wonder why you're stagnant. Yes, you, these same people that are making these mistakes, walking into the building, dirty shop, late, looking around. Why is why is it not busy? Why is nobody here in my shop? Mm-hmm. You know, they can't believe it. They don't know why, and then they want to start blaming the other shops. And starting mm-hmm. off early, tracking your income. A lot of barbers, beautician, stylists, they don't start off early tracking their income because they don't think they make that much. But you know, do- penny cents make dollars. You know, pennies make dollars. You need to take, keep track of everything you make, and then if you keep track of everything you meet, make, just like taking pictures of your work, you can see the growth. You can see yourself get better, more efficient. And then once you get to that bottom line, you can give yourself a raise. And then you can grow your business. You can, you can then talk about trying to go out on your own to open your own shop. Grow your business, grow your life. Buy a house, buy a car, buy right. property, boat, whatever you want. You track, know? track your income. Wherever you go to as a barber, a new barber, make sure you have a system in place where you can track your income. Do you have a CPA? No, I don't have one, but I have an aunt who did a lot of that financial stuff before she retired. And so whenever I need help, I'd pretty much just go to her and get her advice on it and her opinion. Yeah, most barbers have a software. software. Mm-hmm. Um, you can typically go to QuickBooks and do it yourself. I think QuickBooks has an app. Was about thirty bucks a a month or something like that, and you just you can take a picture of all your receipts. Um, you can record everything you write down at the end of the year. You have everything right there for you, and in case you might want to get a loan for a house, like you said, a car, you have a record. You have a you have a track of what's going on. You have a track of your income, but you can't go to the bank for a loan. You don't have a track of your income. Exactly. But yeah, I got. Fifty dollars in cash, and you can't grow your business when <clears throat> you don't have a track of your barber's income or credit or credit. And and th- this is for bar- barbershop owners as well. And a lot of barbershop owners, I mean, we go to booth rent, but you have to have a track of the income to show who's paying booth rent and what they're paying you. So you can show if your business is profitable or unprofitable, because one day you might want to sell your business, and what can you do? You ain't got no proof of how much money you make. You got nothing. Exactly. You just selling the stuff inside of it. Yeah. So again, shout out to um our sponsors, Feed Spot for ranking as the top twenty five podcasts in the world, top twenty five podcasts in the United States on borrowed content. And overall we're like probably in the two hundreds of all that first off, the the, the ranking was just for barber content. Top twenty five from Feedspot. Top twenty five podcasts in the world. But now, overall, our podcast is like, where's it at, am I? Have you checked lately? Well, recently, it was like, I don't even want to say because I, I, I might do it, not do it justice. Out of all podcasts of every genre, everything out there, and there's probably like a million and five podcasts. Probably more than that. <laughs> yeah, probably like two million podcasts out there. We like, we like, we, we got to be, We uh, last time you said it was like two, f- 250, four, something like that. Yeah. Top 300. Yeah. So we're moving up. So we're moving up. It went up like 17 from last time. Yeah, so that's like all podcasts, whether it's on boats, on, on golf, and on fish, on... on um, true crime. Yeah, true crime. <laughs> that's what you like. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's out there. If you're talking about um, piranhas. Piranhas. If, you, if you're talking about birth of um, whales, baby whales. I know there's one of them. You know what I mean? Whatever you're talking about, um, we're in the top. On the top 300 that's that's big not the city the world Craig. the world the world and shout out to all our guests across the world um in china and australia and japan everywhere and i mean we're reaching so many places and crossing borders i didn't even imagine we'd get to those points when i started when we started the podcast i just want to bring this up just because I, it happened it's a big thing in barber news where you saw the kid i'll say kid the barber doing the haircut during the basketball game. Yeah. yeah. That's we, we blowing up, man. That's major. That's and that was everywhere. That's almost as big as uh Chris Rock getting punched by Will Smith. 
<laughs> it's bigger than that. We're bigger than that. We're bigger than that. It was a slap, not yeah. a punch. Oh, my bad. Yeah. You got, you got to give him credit. Give credit yeah. where it's due, huh? You got to get all those facts right. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, to let you guys know, um, May 28th, we're having our five-year anniversary of opening the school. Five years. Yes. And we're going to have a black tie event. Am I? You okay. know, you, you, you're there. Black tie. Um, we're going to bring all our students who have ever been in the program from day one to now. We're going to have in, induct the students, the first students into a Crown Cuts Hall of Fame. We're going to do it big. We're going to have like probably like a 10 to 15 minute clip of just pictures from day one to current students right now. And it's a formal event. Yeah, it's going to be a black tie event. We, yeah, just, why not? That sounds dope. Can we yeah. wear a bow tie or is it got to be a You can do whatever tie? you want. Black tie event, you know what I'm saying? Wear a bow tie or, 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 or no tie. No so tie. there's no limit to how dressed up you can get. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll how be dressed, dressed up. up. you talking? I'm thinking like prom, quinceanera type dresses okay. and stuff. I mean, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be sharp. I want it to be I want it to be one of a kind, something that we've never done before and make people feel appreciative of this industry. And doing stuff like that just makes adds glitter to the industry just adds more oomph a little more a little more class yeah a little bit more class i want people to see that we're well respected in this area and i want to highlight the barbers in the area add professional you got a whole bunch yeah. of people leaving the building yeah. dress nice ties and stuff where, 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 where y'all coming yeah, from where y'all going nah this is a crown cuts academy five year anniversary that makes sense are you going to the same spot that you had to yeah that was a great venue yeah it's gonna be big it's gonna be it's gonna be nice and then i'm um, june 11th we're doing that um another event the reggae jazz and wine reggae jazz and wine yes this is gonna be the fourth one we've done so far we've done three before we've missed last year we missed covid year we're catching it back up this will be the fourth reggae and wine festival in johnson city tennessee where you do that we got a surprise spot it's gonna be a rooftop oh, rooftop, rooftop. Yeah, it's in johnson be, city yeah it's gonna be an open area rooftop yep yeah, it's gonna be nice. Who's reggae? What reggae nice. band you ring? I mean, we gonna we gonna hook it up. We, we, oh, so it's a secret. We, my bad. Yeah, that's not. It's gonna no. be nice. It's gonna be nice. But okay. again, if you out there, you want to come to something nice. June eleventh, um, the Reggae Jazz and Wine Festival, Johnson City, Tennessee. Come check it out. Pull up and tell us where you cut hair at or where you went to school at. Yep, yep. But again, getting back to our topic on hand, and also shout out to our colossal brand, one of our major sponsors. Um, if you're out there and you're looking to sponsor the show, let us know. Hit us up. Um, send us an email at um, craigcharles408 at gmail.com if you want to want us to shout you out, put you out there in the universe. Let us know. Again, we're out in 80 countries. We're all counties in Tennessee. We're about like 40 of the 50 states. Um, anywhere major barbers hit, we hit. So come check us out. But getting back to the lecture on hand. What barbers do to sabotage themselves? Um, lying to their clients. Right. Telling them they can get them when they really can't get them. Unrealistic goals. Exactly. Telling them that, yeah, I can do that when they know they can't. Right. And basically using them as a guinea pig for that haircut. D don't do that. Be honest with them. Be honest. Yeah. Just say, I've never done this before, but I'm confident I can get you to where we need to be. It might take me a little bit longer, but just work with me here and we can get it done. Showing up on time. Mm -hmm. Showing up on time is probably the major one. Like, that's the easiest way to lose a client. You're 10 minutes late every time. And it's not like, oh, your haircut ran over into the next haircut. It's like you just not there. Mm -hmm. You're coming back from lunch late. You're showing up to work late. You know, you go you go to you pay a bill. You come back 30 minutes late. That kind of stuff will lose clients quick. Also, limiting your time on the phone. If someone calls you and you have to pick, pick the phone up, it should be a quick, hey, if you set an appointment up, set the appointment up or go to my app and hang up and get back to your client. Yeah, you shouldn't be on your phone the whole time talking about nonsense, this and that, this and that. Yeah. Having a whole elaborate conversation while you're cutting your client hair, that's their time. Mm -hmm. Don't be selfish. Spend your time with your client. Yeah, because they didn't come in. Unless you're real good buddies, they probably didn't come in to hear about what you did this past weekend. Right. They might want to hear it. They might ask. But if they didn't ask... Don't just start, man, me and my buddy, we were downtown till 5 a.m. last night. It was crazy. While you're on the phone, I mean, us, I mean, cut my hair. Give me my yeah. time. Get your phone. You're like, yeah, I'm still drunk. <coughs> I don't even know. I should even be yeah. at work right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why they let me cut my hair. I don't know, man. Knowing your tools. Understand your tools. Yeah. Uh, not taking care of your tools. Like having a clipper with a, a chip blade. Mm -hmm. Right. Cutting people's skin with that. 
and oh my bad. Like it's cool one time, but then they come back the next time and you hit them with the same blade, same spot. You ain't get these fixed. Why ain't you got these fixed yet? Come prepared. Come prepared. Don't don't. You have an appointment. Shop open the nine. You get a nine oh one. Get there before your client. Mm -hmm. Get there earlier before your client, so you can clean up, get your station ready for your barbicide. You know, you might you might need to do some clipper maintenance. And most, I, oh, go ahead, go, Craig. Go ahead, go ahead, Am. Most clients of mine, they like to be very early because I can get there over thirty minutes early before they're supposed to be there. They will be pulling in right behind me. Mm. And that's good. That's good. That's habits. good. Like, and at the same time, it's like you got to give me a second to get set up. I gotta do. I gotta get some barbicide out. I gotta get my clippers plugged in. You gotta clean your clippers. Mm -hmm. Clean your clippers the night uh, before. Clean your clippers should always be clean. Yeah, clean your tools. Have your tools prep and ready mm -hmm. for the next client. Sweep up for the Shane Nesbitt. He came to our class. He always said you should always sweep up before your next client. You don't want mm -hmm. them to have to walk through a a river of hair to get to your chair. Yeah, because that's a slipping hazard too. Yeah, like, and they fall, they get hurt in your shop. They're not only are they not going to come back to you, they're probably going to sue you. Yeah, if you've been cutting hair for any amount of time, you know hair is like walking on ice. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, if you if if your shop is that busy, have someone come in to sweep the shop for you guys. You have an intern or or, or apprentice, somebody looker, or somebody in school that's wanting to come work at your shop. Have right. come in. Show show how much you want to be here. Most barbers, not most of them, a lot of them tend to want to come to school late, and they don't realize how that can transfer and translate to when you're in the shop. The way you are in school is how you're going to be in the shop. Yes, and that's that's the only way. That there's no other way. Like if you if you don't figure it out in school, you're going to have the same bad habits outside of school, and then you're going to have the same success. Which it's not going to be much success if you have terrible habits. Then you have terrible habits when you get to barbershop, and you're going to be wondering why is this not working for me. And running from haircuts. If you run from haircuts in in the shop, I know you run from haircuts in school. Oh yeah. Stop avoiding your practical time when you're in school tag it head on those practical times are important those practical times are time to practice those practical times are times to get better i i would try to take i mean i, I know what it's like like i know what it's like i remember being an apprentice and somebody comes in with a haircut that you're not comfortable with but it always seemed like for me anytime there's a haircut that i, I was scared to do that's like all i would get all week like i would if it was like man i was worried about doing ball fades i'm not coming with ball fades every i swear everybody come in and want a ball fade so that's why it's important if you're good at ball fades in school when there's dead time work on something that you're not good on yeah get you some shares out and it's okay to have a specialty but mm -hmm. you get gotta you. be you gotta be universal now get you a perm yeah you can't just do these do a roller set yeah you can't just be this one all over guy anymore those that, those days of barbering are dead you have to be you have to be able to do a little bit of everything the more you learn the more you earn mm -hmm. exactly. plain, plain plain and simple that's why she coming back and getting her barber too yeah the more you learn the more you earn be versatile the days of just that one trick pony is dead unless you just you, you can now if you just want to just keep your income just at where it is yeah, yeah you try to make some extra money for you know what I'm saying for the for the bingo that night, you know what I'm saying? You just hit people with two all over, and that'd be okay. But I, I want to continue to grow. I want to see how far I can push this, how much better I can be as a barber and as a as a person. And you hear all these barbers, also, I want to open a shop. I want to be an educator. I want to travel. But you're not practicing while you're in school. You're sneaking out and not finishing your, your cleanups. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are vital. Those things are important. It makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick. Go, you got you got a sweet a uh, uh, a five foot section. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, There's just, hair all over your chair and hair all over your station. But you, you could have took a towel or a brush and dusted that off in two seconds. But you run it out because you got to smoke a blunt for mm -hmm. work. Never let your instructor. Never let your instructors or your teachers at the school. Get on you about doing anything that's going to be better for you. And the same people that 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 you got to say something to, they're the ones always acting like, why are they always coming after me? It's always me. But, yeah, it is always you because you're not doing what you need to do. The people that are doing what they need to do, you don't even ask them anymore because you know they're going to take care of business. Come to school with all your tools and all your equipment. Never not come to school without your kits. Never not come to school without your equipment. Or your books. Or your books. What are you? Wh why? Why are you coming that day? Why are you here? What What was your plan? You was gonna come here with no clippers and just watch people all day, you know? Like that's 
you're not going to be successful. You're not going to get the most out of it. And most of the time, those people don't finish. They don't finish because they can't wonder why they're not make they're not making money right now. Prioritize. Prioritize your time while you're in school. Prioritize. Have a plan. Have a plan for school. Is this easier? Is this time around easier for you? So school? much easier because I was 16 when I did cosmetology school. So I would I had no direction. I was just like, oh. I guess I'll go play a game in the back room while I'm waiting for this next practical to start. But now I'm like, oh, I've got spree time. I'm going to study. I need to take a test. And, like, there's nothing wrong with taking a break, getting on your phone for 15 minutes or something. But sitting in the back, hiding all day on your phone, sleeping. That's your routine. Yeah, like, you're going to get into that routine. And then when you're having to be slammed busy back-to-back at a shop, you're not going to be able to handle it. And it's important, like, for you, Amber, because, again, you came back to school to get your barber license and so you can see all those points that you could pinpoint mm-hmm. to see what you did wrong and what you could do better yeah. because a lot of times like we say on the show you don't know what you don't know and that's what barber college success is for what you don't know we're going to tell you we're going to help pinpoint those pinpoint those um in, those um indiscrepancies to help you mm-hmm. get better and uh, sorry time prioritization you said was when you're you're Mm-hmm. One of the few ones that you said you could do different. Is there anything else that, that you know now that you feel like you could have done better the first time around? I think I could have put, like, because I would be so anxious anytime something would come in for me, whether it was just a haircut or a color or this or that. Like, I would be like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can do this. But I'd come up, I'd be shaking. And, like, now it's just like, like I okay, you've got something. I go up front, I greet them, come on back and give them a consultation at my chair. And, like, I see a lot of people, like, they get that deer in the headlights look when they hear their name getting called for a haircut and like it's like don't be scared you want to do this you have nothing to be afraid of and and, and the thing is it's okay because mm-hmm. it takes time it takes time to get out yes it took from me what two years or so you know exactly it takes time to get those that dare that headlight look it's and it's okay and i don't, I don't want to be on this podcast and act like a lot of things we haven't that we're saying like I yeah nobody's done. perfect. I've yeah. done I've yeah I've done, done a lot of things. I, the reason we're telling you this is because we've done it. And if you could listen to this podcast in school, fresh out, and take everything you can out of it, you're going to be further along in your career than even we are. Right. Because we know where we made the mistakes, and that's why we can take a step back and look at it and say, hey, don't do this. This is going to get you nowhere. You're wasting your time. We can we you can make money. You can get better. You just have to focus. So one of the things I do now, and I, I, I told a student last week, I'm going to have a, a pencil sharpener in the school. I got mixed feelings. <laughs> I, I remember the pencil sharpener when I was in school. I was doing it to waste time. I've well, been breaking my lid on purpose. Well, 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 the thing is, you have a choice. What are you here for? You had to sharpen pencils, you had to cut hair. Those are two choices you have. So if you come up with an excuse, if you don't have all your equipment, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I was like, hey, here's a pencil. Sharpen, go, go, go to the pencil shop and sharpen it. That's what school's missing. We need that. They got fidget spinners. Yeah. Craig, you know, that was a stress reliever. I can already see somebody just going up to that pencil sharpener and sticking their finger in it and <laughs> grinding it up. I mean, but what are you here for? Are you here to sharpen pencils? Or you had to, you had to learn and you had to maximize your time and learn as much as you can so you can earn as much as you can. I think I think pencil sharpening might be a, actually a good stress reliever class. Like if you're just sitting there and you're tense or you're or you're tired or you're taking a test and you get up and you just hit that get that pencil nice and sharp and go that make you feel better. Once you get the pencil sharpened <laughs> and it's nice and pointy you go back. That's not the point. The I'm point is saying. the point is to think about why you're here. Why are you here? What is your why for being in barber school? What is your why to get out of this? That's a, that's the a question everybody has to ask themselves. What is your why? If if your why is to sharpen pencils, you go somewhere else. But if your if your why is to come in and maximize your time and learn as much as you can, and get as much out of this program as possible, hey, well you're in the right space. How do you do you try to pick the people that want to? Can you tell the difference in the people that are actually genuinely want to do it before they do it or the people that just halfway want to do it? Well, it's hard for me because I'm so passionate. Anytime you say you say that you want to be in this industry, I I, I will go above and beyond and, and try to push you more than you can push yourself. Mm-hmm. I just I think about some people that have asked to come to the shop and, and wanted to cut hair and they say, oh, yeah, I could do this part time. Or I could do this on the weekend. No, this, this, it's, it's so much money in this industry. This is a 32 billion dollar a year industry. 
get get as much as you can. I mean, you go back to back in the days, like Madam C.J. Walker. She was a millionaire. She was a hairstylist. And this was in like the early 1900s. C.J. Madam C.J. Walker? Yeah. She was a millionaire. I'm a Googler. Or the dude, the, I know the dude for the Tomb 45, uh, uh, the Egyptian barber, he was probably living pretty good too. Probably in the palace, chilling. I mean, I mean, bar- barbering is a major thing. I mean, it's 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 the hairstyle industry is major. Mm-hmm. It is big. The cosmetology industry is big. It is large. That's one thing I've seen from like grown people, like thirties, late twenties, or older, coming in. They're like, I did not know I could make money doing hair. Like actually mm-hmm. make money. And it's like. Yes, if you apply yourself, you're going to be making money. You make a good living. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep pushing yourself. You take care of your family. Um, you could not get a home. I mean, I've talked to barbers who who have put like four or five kids through school on a barber salary. The, the, the barber shop that you worked at in Boston said they did like 10 grand in scholarships that they given out. You know what I mean? Sending, sending people to college. Yeah, that's big. That's epic. That's major. So we have to respect the industry. And I think sometimes some people look at it as, oh, it's a cool. And I I don't get upset, but I almost kind of tick a nerve when people say, hey, well, I want to get in this industry because, hey, it, it could be my part-time gig. Or I want to be famous. <laughs> it's like if you're doing it to be famous, that's not bad. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with wanting that fame, but you got to work for it if you, you want gotta, it. You got to put the time in. You got to grind. Mm-hmm. You got to grind to shine. And it starts when you first get into it. I mean, you, you can change. You can, Some people are good enough where they could change some bad habits and get into a groove and switch things up. Mm-hmm. But most people are not. I, the way that you're in school is how you're going to be in a shop, period. And I, the people saying that they're famous, they're the same ones that I'm checking off the cleanup list <laughs> and they didn't dust mop and I got to give them a, a U or whatever. <laughs> Those are the same people as the ones talking about being famous. <laughs> I love the industry. I love what we do. I love what I do. Um, we're getting ready to go to Charleston tomorrow. We'll be in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, myself, you, and Micah. I mean, we love what we do. I mean, it's a time for us to bond. I mean, barbering brought us together to go on a trip. Exactly. We get fellowship. <coughs> yeah. It takes stress off because it seems everybody's dealing with something, you know, and it's just it's almost like we get to hit reset. But what if – how – what else – if we wasn't in this industry, where else would we we'd be able to connect and go on a trip together and be edu- educators? Nowhere. Hmm. This is a one-of-a-kind one industry. Like, there's no other place where you're going to be having fun like this and making money and being professional and getting to meet new people. Like, What's your favorite part about it? I like getting to talk to people because, like, I was homeschooled most of my life, so it's very hard for me just to come up to someone and be like, Hey, what you got going on? Nice to meet you. Like I've gotten I've gotten so much better as an adult, but like I liked it when I was in school because I could start conversations because they were already in my chair. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, you're here. I can talk to you. It's not weird. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, you're trapped. <laughs> you're trapped with me for like the next fifteen minutes at least. <laughs> I mean f- f- what about you, am I? About my favorite part about the industry? Yeah. I just like uh I like working for something. I like like, I worked so many dead-end jobs where there's nowhere to go. Like, I worked at a factory. I worked at a restaurant. And only there's no there's no raises. There's no – it's just dead-end. Like, there's no ceiling to this. I feel like I, – I feel like – I don't know. I feel like if, if I wanted – I could do whatever I want to do, and I could grow. I know if I start now, start working on it piece by piece, eventually I'm going to get good at it. And, and barbering taught me that. I taught that if I invest in myself into something, that I can be better at it. Right. That's all it takes. And it could be anything. Kanye West one time they were interviewing him, he was like, uh, he's like, they asked him, they said, is there anything you feel like you can't do? And he was like, no. Well, no. He said, I feel like right now, if I quit rapping and wanted to be an NBA, I'd be an NBA in two years. Right. And that's how I feel about barbering. That's big. You got to have some confidence. I have all the confidence. I feel like you drop me off anywhere right now on the planet, beam me there, give me, give me some clippers, I'm going to make something happen. Right. That's true. So you always be able to feed yourself. Feed myself, yep, and and hopefully, everybody that I cut takes a piece of me with them and to feed them as well. Yeah. I mean, what I love about barbering, I, I love meeting people. I love the conversations I've had over the years. I've, I, I love the art of just seeing a piece of my work. I put on the canvas, which is the head, 
and it leaves every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and a new canvas comes in, and the world gets to see it. I love that part. And they give you money. And that, that's, that's a plus. I know. That's, that's what I'm a saying. Plus. That's, you get all that beautifulness I mean, out of it, and, and then at the end of it, yeah. you get paid, too. And, and there's not too many. When I, was in the sh- when I was in the shop strictly, I used to tell people, there's not too many places you can go to and work where your friends come and see you all the time, and they pay you. Because your friends, some you 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 build a bond and almost like a, a strong friendship, friendship with your clients because they come and see you. You see them twice a month, and then over a five year period, you've seen this person like 60, 70 times. That's more times than you than you'll see some of your f- close family members. So you build a bond and a trust with them, where they love you, you love them. They invite you to certain things. That right there is priceless. You can't put a price on that. You know, and, and somebody, you grow up in an area where it's not very diverse, and then you have somebody, you cut their hair, and they, they haven't had a haircut because they're afraid that people can't cut their hair in that area. You know, they feel like they have a connection. They have somebody to connect with and that they're not alone sometimes. And before we forget, let's kind of stay on track. What about just um, one of the key things is what about just having a, a good attitude? Be yeah. a good, be a good human being as a as a as a stylist of barber. Yeah, because if you greet someone like cheerful and hey, how are you today, and be polite to them, make them feel appreciated, versus just come up, come on back, I guess. Right. They're not. They're that. That's the first one is going to leave a more lasting impact on them. I appreciate your job. Love mm-hmm. your job. You and when you greeting someone, greet someone. Eye to eye. Don't greet someone mm-hmm. while you're texting your phone. Uh, are you getting a haircut? All those things ruin you, your reputation. Yeah. And I feel like negative like negative energy is so contagious. Like yeah. it's, it's so easy. And it's a lot more contagious than positive energy. In my mm-hmm. last job, it was it was so easy to get drugged down and be because everybody had was had this negative feeling almost being in the building because the building itself felt negative. Right. And it's like it was so easy to pass that energy from person to person. And make them miserable. And if you constantly have people coming in your chair and you're throwing out negativity and that's what they're taking home with them, they're going to they're gonna cut that out. Eventually, if they're not just negative people in general, they're going to find out what's causing that negativity and cut it out. But people don't want to be around people who are just negative all the time, mm-hmm. got a bad attitude. If you just have that, that R, what is it called, RFB face, RBF. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. You know so, what I, mean? So, I mean, sometimes it can't help that, but you got you got to talk yeah. through it. You got. I mean, but you're in the service industry. You you have to smile. You have to be kind. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think of it as acting like, okay, I've got a smile. This is the scene. It, I'm it, greeting them. Yes, I mean, and some people combat that and be like, well, I'm not gonna be happy every day. But you in the industry, you you can make or break your career. That one day mm-hmm. when you're a sourpuss, when you have that bad attitude. It, sometimes your clients will help you get through that like if you discuss it with them you know they ask how you're doing like that sometimes that's therapy for you mm-hmm. i'm not saying tell your clients all your problems i'm not saying that but i mean if you're dealing with if there's things like you're dealing with a situation sometimes you'll have a client that has expertise in a situation like uh financial somebody cpa or accountant or somebody medical professional something like that and even to the next level what we do what we deal right now with the mental health understand if you need a day off you need a break Take it. Exactly. And and don't be so hard on yourself for doing it. Don't be so hard on yourself. If you need a, if you need a mental health day, take a mental health day. You don't have to work every single day. And, like, if you're to that point where you're like, man, I don't even want to do this anymore because you're so down and tired of it, definitely take a day off. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking some time off. off. Yeah, take a week off. Take Go to Florida week. somewhere yeah. else. Take some time for your family. Go to a hair show. Yeah. like Take anything. some time for your friends. Take some time for yourself. Or just... Or just show up late one day. You're not late to your appointment, but schedule you a time to be where you can come in later. Prop nutrition and exercise. That's Those are big things. I, I'm falling short of nutrition. I've still been exercising. I've still been exercising, but the nutrition kind of fell off. Yeah. I've been better. It's hard to eat right, especially if you don't have the time to like sit down and like eat this or make this. We did the clothing one. We should do barber diet. We should have like mm-hmm. things you can do to prepare get you through the day without we'll have to get, fast food. well we have to write that down and get someone on here who is just like a nutritionist um I'll, I'll get my guy greg from um fit mills boom yeah we in there 
Um, again, hope we gave you guys some some gems. Hope you guys earned a crown today. I mean, I feel this episode can just go and go and go, and it's so subjective and objective. So much we can add to it. But we just gave you some droplets so you can kind of think about to kind of open up your mind and see where we can go. But we've been on it now for like almost an hour. It doesn't even seem like it. No, not at all. What do you think, Anne? What do you think about your first podcast? I loved it. It's fun. What do you like about it? Getting to talk about it and like just like, okay, this here is what I think of this. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And like just have that pool of information and opinions and thoughts. Right. And like you don't get offended in here because it's just conversation like a lot of people feel like they can't have that conversation because it's like, oh you're talking about me no i'm just see- speaking in general right like people it's like i love to hear like oh you get too offended you like it's like okay i do get offended yes you're right that's not a bad thing sometimes like i get i did you take that personally you're right talk to me about it let's talk about it that's good i mean and that's what it's for mm-hmm. uh, open dialogue open conversations I mean, I, I love coming to podcasts. I love sharing this. I look forward to every Monday. Just sitting there, give me a time to see, am I um, just ha- have a routine, some type of structure, and it's fun for me. It's, it's fun for me. I'm just sitting here. I'm a little, I'm a little mad. <laughs> what you mad at? I'm just thinking, like, if you're a barber student, clean your station. Do your <laughs> stuff, man. Like, I'm tired of chasing people. Wash the towels. Take the trash out. I'm tired of having to check all this stuff. Just do it. Yes, sir. Crown Cuts. Man, let's get it. Barber College Success again. Brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC. Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol. And Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown, JC. Spreading love the JC way is one way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way we know how to do it. And my guest. Amber. Amber, be professional. What would you like to leave the listeners? Always try your best. Even if you're having a bad day and you feel like nothing you do is good, if you're putting your best forward, then it might not be your personal best, but it's still your best for that day. Right. Mm. What do you think, Mr. Am? I might change my name to Am I Be Your Barber. <laughs> I mean, I like that. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I like nah, that. Nah, I ain't going to take a swag. Clean your stuff, man. Take care. Be a professional. Add to this industry. Don't take away from mm-hmm. it. I think that's the biggest thing right there. The umbrella is be a professional. What is under that umbrella? What does being a professional mean under the umbrella? Time, management, dress, taking, dress cleanliness, your clients, whatever you think is that in that in that mode. Have a chart. Have two categories: being a professional, what to do and what not to do. And if you put them down, have a chart for yourself, and you put some, and let someone read it. And if someone says, give you some constructive criticism mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, this should not." Be in this category. Put it over in the the, the negative part, that's negative what, side. That's what everybody needs. They need to have write your pros and cons down, yeah. and then have somebody review it for you and let get their honest opinion. Because yeah, talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, talk about it and ask questions because nine times out of ten, you might be right, but sometimes you could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, appreciate you guys out there. Um, we are enrolling students every month. Come check us out. One of the best career industries to jump into. Um, hit us up. My phone number is 423-461-0004. And if you have any questions, any um, you want to hit me up on my email at craigcharles408 at gmail.com. Hit me up. Um, let me know what you think. Um, send me. Keep keep those feedbacks coming in. Keep those positive feedback coming. I love the feedback. I love when we could shout out my man Dave from Georgia. Dave Green. Dave Special shout out to you, brother. And all the other ones that we didn't get to reach out to. We didn't get to, I mean, we can't drop everybody's name on the podcast. But again, if you want to sponsor the show, want us to put your name out there, hit us up. Call me at 857-891-3550. Or hit my man, am I up at? (laughs) 276-274-2667. Am I your barber on Instagram? Am I your barber at Gmail? And if you're in town and you want a haircut, Driving through from wherever you are across the country, call my man up. Marion, Virginia. Or oh, Amber. Message me on Instagram. Yeah. Or Craig. Seven hundred dollars yeah. for a cut. Craig Charles got you. <laughs> I'm retired. I don't cut no more. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna come back with a four or five on. Oh man, appreciate you guys again. One love.